You're listening to the Thousand Hills Podcast. Thank you for joining us for part two of Christianity and Social Justice. In this portion, we will have an interview with Dr. Tony Rodriguez, pastor of Calvary Chapel New Beginnings in West Covina. I want to tell you guys this. We face one more big thing. The question we're going to talk about with Tony here in a second. As Christians, where are we to stand in all of this? In my experience, I watched people who went to BLM marches and rallies get absolutely destroyed by those who did not. And I saw those who did not go to BLM marches and rallies get absolutely destroyed by those who chose to. So the question is, where should we find ourselves? What is right? We're going to discuss that with my friend Tony. His background is that he's a pastor in La Puente, California, and in Covina, California. He found himself at rallies for this cause. And on the flip side, I found myself not in those marches and rallies. And we're going to discuss a little bit as to what the rationale was here. And hopefully find out something that's helpful, more constructive than just simply attacking each other. So what's up, bro? How you doing? It's good to see you, bro. Real quick, for uh, the sake of our our, uh, talk here, um, can you give me a little bit of your background, bro? What do you do? Um, You're a doctor. Is that medical? Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, My doctor is in education. I got that because my desire, uh, one of my desires is to go and start elementary schools in Mexico with the ambition to see children get saved, their parents get saved, but with that, of course, church plants. So um, that was why I got my doctorate. Um, But God has an awesome way of turning events, turning your life around where that was uh, the ultimate goal. But then pandemic hit um, right when the uh, right when I was, you know, gearing up for all that stuff. And because of that, I said, okay, what's next, Lord? It's clearly not uh, international education. Doors had closed. And so um, Lord opened up an opportunity for me to join on staff at my church. Um, the Lord has a, a great way of turning events because my dad is the lead pastor, uh, the senior pastor, and he decided to uh, go and plant a church in El Paso, Texas, and to start a Bible college. And so I'm staying back here in Los Angeles to pastor the church, and uh, it's a privilege, it's an honor, and I'm so glad I stayed back and didn't go to Mexico because I also met my wife, and so one day I'll be in Mexico, just not anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> well, praise God, bro. And you yes, pastor in uh, La Puente and Covina, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. And so we've been spending this evening talking about social justice. We've been talking about the fact that what we really need is individual righteousness rather than social justice, that God has called us to do certain things. But as Christians, we have a responsibility to act. We are proactive as Christians to meet the needs of those who are um, defenseless, voiceless, right? Again, true and pure religion is to provide for the widow and the orphan. So clearly we're not to be on the sidelines. In my time during this, I found myself not in the marches, not in the rallies. I found myself ministering um, from a place that seemed more passive. And I'll I'll give you my rationale here. Uh, I serve a church that is predominantly not Mexican, black, or any other minorities, predominantly white. And for me, I found that my ability to minister was more powerful in the fact that they did not see me trying to raise the cause of those who looked like me, but rather to call for unity, despite the fact that there were so many people who were minorities who were angry during the time. And my whole aim was to try to bring unity through Christ and reconciliation between people who saw a racial divide by helping them to see the fact that this was a spiritual failing 
not a real uh, uh, inherited issue based on skin color, that white are not more evil, black are not more evil, you know, etc. But you found yourself in a rally, correct me if I'm wrong, and to many here, that sounds like a very radical place to find yourself. So why did you go and do these things as a pastor, as a Christian? Why did you go to a place that was so full of anger and resentment and seemingly hate? Sure. Uh, I'll start off with this fact. I am I am probably in the camp of apolitical um, when it comes to uh, church life, being a pastor. I'm... A lot of people consider me anti-political. That's just who I am. As a person, I can I can change that. I, I'm not saying it's wrong or, or right to be political or apolitical when it comes to being a Christian. I think God's calling um, determines that. And so I say that to start with because I found myself um, in the mix involuntarily because, and this is where the story gets interesting, because it was my dad, who's the lead pastor at our church, senior pastor, Pastor Tony, it was in his heart to do this. It wasn't in mine, but it was in his heart. Now, looking hindsight, I'm so glad I listened to the voice of the Spirit. But uh, if I can give a biblical uh, example, it would be Jonathan and his armor bearer. I was the armor bearer, where my dad was Jonathan saying, hey, the Lord can save by many or few. Let's see what will happen. I'm like, I'm not really into this, but I'm going to do it. And next thing you know, the Holy Spirit just comes upon me to do what I'm doing. It's amazing. So let me ask this, bro. Then you went to a rally, correct? So this wasn't yes. a mobile event. This was a one that was in a specified place. Um, yes. If you were called and you were uncomfortable, then how did you act in faith? How did you bring uh, Christ into that situation? Did you find that Christ was just on the side of these angry people and that he totally approved of their message? Or how did you interact in the midst of this rally? Yeah, absolutely. Um like I said, because uh, of the type of person that I am, I went very, uh, you, not indifferent, but just, I think, more inquisitive um, in, in my attitude and my approach. And w- when I was there, of course, you know, this is LA, so it's, it's uh, you know, um, it, it's like the, the hub for minority people. So it, it, it was a very uh, hostile environment, to say the least, um, just because of how much emotions um, were involved in the whole situation. And so as I went into it, I just said, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you, how do you want to use me? And what do you want me to do? Because I'm clearly here. I now clearly see how people's emotions and hearts and lives are literally involved in this. I had my whole perspective coming into it. But now that I'm actually there, not that my perspective necessarily changed, but I adapted to the Holy Spirit, what he wanted to do. And it, in a moment's time, I just not felt different, but I said, okay, I need to do something now. I need to be led by the Holy Spirit because I'm clearly here for a reason. Uh, so that's that. I hope that answers your question. Well, what did God have you to do? Yeah, so uh, me and Pastor Tony, um, Pastor Tony said, hey, I think there needs to be. Um, we need to bring Jesus in here somehow. And of course, as Christians, like if we're not if we're not bringing Jesus into the situation, there, there's no reason to be in the situation. And so I just want to share that to the congregation, you, all of you guys there, you know, like if uh, whatever you do uh, uh, in your lives, career, um, involvement in potentially politics or involvement in, in uh, uh, some of your hobbies and passions and de- desires, as Christians, we try to bring Jesus into everything that we do. 
And I think that's the most significant uh, thing that happened in this situation where Pastor Tony said, how do we bring Jesus into this? And so he randomly said to me like, hey, let's pray. So me and him and I think a couple others just started praying. Okay, Jesus, how do we exalt you? What is the best way to do that? Um, what is uh, a way to do that that doesn't um, um, mess up what the Holy Spirit wants to do? And so Pastor Tony uh, and myself looked at each other and we immediately knew like, let's pray with everyone. And it was like, whoa, like, like let's do it. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. And literally, uh, I can keep going on, but if you wanted to butt in and say something. No, please, bro. Go ahead. Okay, so then uh, Pastor Tony uh, says, you know what? He tells me like, hey, let, let, let's pray with everyone and let's see how they respond to it. And we started talking to some people, but then we realized let's talk to the people who are being the most vocal. You can say the, the more angered, the more impassioned, um, the people making a, a scene. Let's talk to them. And so um, me and Pastor Tony approach these people and say, hey, would you guys like or would you mind if we just gathered and said a prayer of unity? And th surprisingly, <laughs> with with some bad language, they're like, F yeah, you know. Because <laughs> I'll take the right prayer. message with the wrong words. That's good by me. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> prayer. So uh, they said, sure. And we're like, okay, like, let's do this. And so literally you have dozens upon dozens if not hundreds of people try to gather around in some you know super weird you know it, it was it was amazing it was like so curvy it was like that old game boy game the slug you know it was nuts <laughs> just how many people were trying to fit in and hold hands and pray and so my dad um with the with the, the a, a boldness and um just a passion started praying um and of course he he prayed for unity but then he started to preach the gospel in his prayer and mentioning the name of jesus and whoa the moment that happened like the moment jesus name was mentioned we we know the 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 truth that there is power in the name of jesus and so when my dad included the name of jesus and gave jesus glory and honor and and spoke of him as the answer the whole environment changed some were convicted you know, so, so you can see some God in easy, but then others were really contemplative and interested and saying, okay, like now that we're bringing in the divine to the equation, this is where, th this, this is, this is doing something in the environment. So it was let me, amazing. Let me ask you this, bro. Did you find yourself then echoing the message of that gathering or do you think you brought in a different one? Oh, we brought in, we brought in a different one for sure. Cause Again, you know, this is this is LA. This is Los Angeles. So the message was Viva um, La Raza. Viva La Raza, F the police. Yeah. Um, you know, uh and and what's crazy is is yeah, it it, it was just a, a lot of anger and passion and of course support for, for our African American brothers. Um that was the main point, but it was just a different message that they were trying to give and we brought in a prayer of unity. Um, and this went across all boards. Like we were just saying prayer for unity for the country. And so, yeah, we brought a totally different solution or totally different message in, in a sense too. Let me ask you this then, bro, for Christians. Again, I found myself living out a very different expression of my faith. And I know a lot of Christians who would criticize Christians who found themselves in a place like a rally for BLM do you think that there's a place for Christians in environments like that? And if so, why? This is where you have a very um, 
strong group of at least the way we see it out here um there there's really really big ministries that are very political like every sunday you go you're gonna hear politics you're gonna you're gonna hear this bill being pushed out hearing this support like it's super political and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that um but out here there's extremes you're either like anti-political or you're super political your church is either like moderate and anti-political or it's going to be super political so what i've tried to do is just say okay i'm going to follow the holy spirit's leading and what is what is the holy spirit's role and job always when you read the scriptures the holy spirit is always exalting jesus so again i go back to what i said a few minutes ago how do we bring jesus into this situation and that's where you have to be led by the Holy Spirit because every situation is different. Every environment is different. Every culture is different. The way I would bring Jesus into uh, a situation in Klamath Falls is going to be different than how I bring it out here in LA. And it's being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. How am I going to bring Jesus into this situation? So I do believe that some Christians are called to the political arena and they have to listen to the Holy Spirit of how they are going to effectively bring Jesus into the situation. If if they're just a Christian trying to pass bills, remember, um, you know, the executive branch in this country changes every four years. So everything that Obama tried to create, Trump abolished. Everything that Trump tried to create, um, Biden abolished. And so if, if we're just saying we're just going to do bills and bills and bills, they're always going to get turned down every four four years, eight years. Um, again, I guess I'm getting political now, but my point is, is how do we bring Jesus in addition to the politics that we're doing? Or if you're anti-political, then what is God calling you to do? And and how do you bring Jesus into the environment that you're called to if it's not politics? Yeah, I can say that in my testimony, the way I served and the way I, I walked through those times, that I saw fruits that were good because we left politics at the door and that there was greater hope for unity in Christ because we did not gratify necessarily or feel an added urgency due to the situation around us that we continued to minister and try to minister effectively to those who were hurting the same we did yesterday and tomorrow um, because we wanted to make sure that we were not equivocating the urgency of saving people to a, a scenario that was going on. And I think that that was honored in our community and i think that that brought god glory let me ask you in your line of actions if you guys going into that rally did god honor do you think that that was honoring god and what were the results that were brought out of that bro oh absolutely um i believe it was god honoring because we didn't come we didn't come as christians preaching politics we came as as christians preaching Jesus to a situation and an environment that included politics. And I think that that's a, like, I'm just, I think, reiterating what you're saying, leaving politics at the door is so essential to be able to reach people. Um, For us, we really, in a sense, left politics um, out of the whole conversation in our prayer. We started to talk to people after. We weren't talking about politics, about, you know, this should change, that should change. We were just preaching the message of hope, the message of the gospel, and the solution in the gospel. And so we were just completely gospel-centered in the prayer, in our dealings with everyone that we ministered to after, invited people to church. And yeah, there were some folks that did come to church um, to hear the gospel. Um, We, of course, preached the gospel there to a lot of young people, which was um, 
the best part about it all. And I believe that God honored it and there was fruit because, again, the the... I, 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 the Lord has been ministering to me so much in this, is that God will honor um, um, whom he honors. And so he honors his son. The Holy Spirit, its job is to honor the son. And so you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit when you're honoring Jesus. And, uh, and you will know that you were blessed in whatever ministry you did, um, whatever thing you did for the glory of God, when Jesus is involved, when Jesus is exalted. Um, and again, it, it, it goes back to, am I doing this for Jesus? And how is Jesus involved? And am I exalting myself? Am I exalting what we're doing? Or am I exalting Jesus? So, Yeah, and um, for you guys, the reason we called Tony tonight um, is because, again, our actions did look different. However, I think after talking to you, bro, and we got to talk a little bit before this as well, um, the intentions were the same. It was a reflection, and, and the hope and desire was, like you said right now, to bring Christ's glory. And that was me laying down um, my own emotions or, again, standing with those who look like me in the case of trying to honor Christ and trying to draw a line in the sand that my identity and our identity as Christians should not be dictated by our race, by our um, uh, well, ethnicity, uh, uh, socioeconomical position, things like that, that it should be reflective of our relationship with Christ. And it sounds like, bro, that you were also being dragged out of a comfort zone, out of maybe somewhere where you felt safe into the wild there, for the same reason of trying to show that even in the midst of this emotion, we are not neglecting to acknowledge that wrong exists, but we are standing firm on our answer that Christ is the only thing that can bring triumph and change and really bring that righteousness that we seek in the world around us. Would you agree with that, bro? Absolutely. I would agree 100%. And I would like to just uh, share the aspect of spiritual warfare. Please. Um, be because... If you so, for example, if 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 uh, if if you guys as a church just heard of what we did, but did not get like this personal explanation from me, it would sound a lot different. And honestly, yeah, church uh, showed up to rally in full support, prayed with their leaders. It sounds like you guys are like absolutely down with the cause. Yeah, exactly. And you would think that we're that 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 we're like you know whatever you want to think, right? Um, but when you have this one-on-one conversation with, with me, you realize that they were there. They were fully there. And they were fully sympathizing with everyone there um, and understanding the, the anger, understanding the emotions, understanding the sadness, understanding all those things and sympathizing. But we were there with the gospel. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. the spiritual warfare is, yeah, like definitely like, like it. I I don't remember the exact details, but I remember there was some opposition, some pushback, even some like guilty by association, you know, uh, from from different people, from different Christians. You know, they they said, oh, well, you're you're at the rally. They immediately have these preconceived notions of then who I am from, you know, then on and so forth. And that's just something that you have to deal with when you're when you're led by the Holy Spirit is you're going to receive persecution and opposition from even your very own. Um, and just understanding spiritual warfare, you know, post-obedience. And also, too, like, like yeah, like I, I said earlier, the way I, would, the way I would handle this is different wherever I'm at. If I'm in L.A., if I'm in Climate Falls, if I'm in Dallas, Texas, or if I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, it's going to be different everywhere I go. 
um, and just being led by the Holy Spirit is key. Amen, bro. Amen. Thank you for that. Um, real quick, guys, I want to open it up to you guys. Do you guys have any questions for a pastor, a doctor? Proud of you on that, bro. Who is ministering in Los Angeles versus here? Is there anything that you guys want to ask about maybe how he handled certain situations or anything like that on the topic? So Declan is asking, um, when you're talking about the Holy Spirit leading you, what was your experience? Was this like a feeling that you got? Was this a, a, a tangible, like, were you hearing a voice in your head? Like, how do you feel like the Spirit really pushed you into these situations and led you through these things? Oh, I, love, I love this topic. Great question. Like, thank you, Declan. Thank you, Declan. Hearing the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I, I love I love the the nat, the natural um, the natural work of the Holy Spirit and I, I say natural work because it it almost seems like the the Holy Spirit just impresses upon you whether it's a scripture an idea or a thought and he's expecting you to run with it and so I know in this situation the thought just kept coming to our mind prayer 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 and then as we talked to one another everyone agreed as a group we need to do something in prayer. And it was Pastor Tony who said, we're going to gather everyone to pray, which is a huge step of faith, you know? Um, so the, 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 the word of the Holy Spirit that was just being impressed upon us all was the subject of prayer. But it took one man to take that step of faith and say, we're not just going to pray in our little, you know, little 10, 15 person church group. We're going to ask everyone to join us in prayer. But again, just to go back to listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, it can be so natural where the thought in your mind and in the thought of other people's minds is just the word prayer. And we want to stress again that this um, will always be something that is biblically grounded, something exactly. that is a biblical precedent. Like you said, the Holy Spirit works in concert with God the Father and God the Son. So the Holy Spirit is not going to say, rob that bank. Oftentimes, like Tony's saying, this is him impressing upon or bringing back in remembrance something that um, we have seen in the Word, something that is an example that we've seen in the life of Christ, etc. Correct me if I'm wrong, bro, but that's where you're taking it? Absolutely. As, it, it's got to be biblical. Otherwise, otherwise, God's not going to... God, God doesn't speak outside of Scripture. He doesn't um, speak anything that supersedes Scripture in a way that contradicts it. Um, I would also just ask... ask I'm just trying guys, to make sure I don't get kicked out of the Southern Baptist Convention. That's it. oh that's that's ready um i would encourage you all to read first samuel 14 because to me jonathan was led by the holy spirit with the most natural in the most natural ways he just turned to his armor bearer and said hey look i want to go kill some philistines i don't know if god wants me to or not but do you want to go seek and then he says i'm going to give two options if they say this that means god is saying no if they say that, that means God is saying, yes, the Holy Spirit is going to speak because I'm giving two options. Depending on what they say, I expect God to to kind of determine the outcome based on what they say, and we'll see what happens. And I think the Holy Spirit works in our weaknesses in that way, too, where uh, not that we put God in a box, but we say, I'm willing to take this step of faith. I think the Holy Spirit is wanting me to do this because it won't leave my mind. I feel like I need to do this, but... Let me just put some tests out there to see if if that's truly the Holy Spirit. Some fleeces like Gideon did. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Bro, thank you so much for coming on, taking the time. I know you're a busy dude. Um, you know, thank you so much for uh, giving us some insight. And like I said, we start off this message with uh, a call for unity. 
not only between people who are of different ethnicities, but between the church, that not every action that we take is the same action that others are impressed to take, that if the intentions are biblical, the actions will follow no matter where we find ourselves. Um, and bro, I think, again, your testimony is a great example of being in the world, but not of the world. So thank you so much for sharing with us um, that, bro. And would you close us in prayer, dude? Oh, sure, sure. Thank you so well, much. Thank you, Carlos, and thank you, everyone, for uh, listening. Appreciate um, you guys, and let's pray. Father, I just pray for um, Dulos and this fellowship, Lord. Um, thank you, Lord, for all those that attended and uh, just taking the time to really listen to these things. And, Lord, I pray, I I'm sure questions have been um, put in their heads, um, and you have the answers, Lord Jesus. And so I just pray that somehow, some way, Lord, that you will answer every question that they have, um, that you will just uh, uh, give everyone the answer that they need, Lord, to just um, be strengthened in what you have called them to do. Uh, Lord Jesus, I know that the subjects of social justice and, well, the broader um, the broader topics of, of Christian ethics are just so broad and, and uh, they can go so narrow. And uh, there, there are just so many things that we might have questions that we need answers from. And so we just call upon you, Lord. We just call upon you, Holy Spirit, to guide us into all truth so that we... Um, may know you more and what you have to say on these things and so i just pray over uh, my brothers and sisters at dulos i pray for them um, that in the name of jesus that you will um, um that you will really work in their lives give them the answers that they need and that they would be strengthened by your holy spirit and power to do all that you've called them to do we exalt your name jesus and we pray blessing upon them we pray pray blessing upon carlos we pray blessing upon uh, the pastoral leadership at the church we pray blessing upon Lord, just uh, every person in, involved in this church, and we just pray for your will to be done uh, till kingdom come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, bro. Again, thank you so much, dude. It's refreshing to my soul to get to see you, dude. You're always a delight. Um, keep challenging people to follow Christ in radical ways, bro, um, and we're going to try to do the same thing with ourselves. So God bless you, bro. Go minister to those brothers out there, dude. May God bless your ministry. All right, bro? Have fun, y'all. God take, bless. Take care, man. Good night. With that being said, guys... If you feel like in your heart you have a spirit of unforgiveness because you have felt the sting of what you would consider racism or oppression, seek a brother or sister out and pray about it. I'm here for you. There's a lot of great people in this crowd who will pray for you. If you feel like you are struggling with heartbreak over the world around you, Take time to pray for God to intervene. God is an authority. He has full power and ability to change the things around us, right? Even regardless of whether or not people want to submit their will, God has ways of working his own ends. He is sovereign. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to listen to more messages like this one, you can find us on Apple and Spotify by searching for Thousand Hills Podcast. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of Thousand Hills Church.